Well, hello there, woman beings. How are you today? Hope you're having a beautiful morning, evening, afternoon, weekend, whatever time of day or weekday you may be listening on this fine hour. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about sugar, spice, everything nice, and makeup. That's right. The shit you put on your face that makes you feel good. We're going to talk about it. Pro, for, against, all of it. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to, have you guessed it yet? Dive right in. This is Woman Being, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. Today, I am here. Of course, who else would I be here with? With the stunning Emma. Hello. And the transcendent Kelly. What's up? If you are listening. Who are you? you, Oh, I'm Kellyanne and I'm (laughs) your host today. We're going to be talking about makeup, which is going to be super fun. Um, If you are listening, which is great because we are on every podcast platform, well, most podcast platforms. If you've heard of it, we're on it. We're on Audible, Spotify, um, all the other ones. Apple. (laughs) Apple, Stitcher. Amazon. Amazon. Um, You name it. But if you're listening, it's because we're on one of those platforms. But if you're not watching... You know, we're on YouTube as well, so you should check that out. But you can't see our faces, which we have lipstick on. Some of us have highlighter on. We have dolled up for this fun topic today, which was given to us by one of our listeners, actually. So if you're interested in joining in on that conversation and um, making suggestions to us, go ahead and follow us. Like, what are you doing? Follow us where? On Instagram. Heck yeah. I was going to (laughs) say... Other ones, too, but we're not on those. <laughs> we're on TikTok. We are on TikTok. We never talk about our TikTok. We are on TikTok. You gotta give TikTok the As love. As one being podcast. So, you know, follow us there. Leave us a review. Like our stuff. It really helps us out, and we appreciate it. So, anyway, ladies, I have some fun makeup questions for you to start off our episode. We have some Can't fun wait. makeup answers. So, I have to know, at what age did you f- start wearing makeup? Oh. At what age? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I definitely remember very distinctly being in kindergarten, Mm. and I had a friend named Pam, and Mm. she was cool. Pam. Yeah. (laughs) She was cool. I was, like, her little groupie friend, and she got this, like, huge, like, box full of kids' makeup. Oh, yeah. And she – we had this little system in our, like, classroom where – you, like, ask to go to the bathroom, and then you take, like, a little, like, feather thing and go into the bathroom with it. And so then everyone knows if someone's in the bathroom. Mm. And so what she did was she asked to go to the bathroom and then didn't take the feather thing. And then I asked to go to the bathroom and took it. So we oh. were both in the bathroom at the same time. Sneaky. And we got out her little makeup, and we're putting makeup on our faces, and we got in trouble. That is so fun. <laughs> in kindergarten. Yes. Wow. I love it. I mean, we were sneaking around. We would have been friends. During class time. 100%. I was actually, I was a little bit of a troublemaker as a kindergartner. Not going to lie. Mm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Who knew you had a rebellious, a rebellious streak? Yes, I did. I was kissing all the boys on the bus. <gasps> oh, yeah. 
No. I really was, yeah. I'm shook. Wow, we were two peas in a pod. <laughs> I remember. I got married at every play date. <laughs> I heard about girls who did that, and I had friends who did that, and I was like, what, boys? <laughs> yeah, there was this guy named Jack on the bus, and we used to kiss, and this other guy named Ishmael who would be like, kiss, 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 kiss. And you were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Emma, when this did you start wearing makeup? Reality. <laughs> um, the first time that I can remember wearing makeup was, uh, I think I was in maybe second grade, mm. and I got this, like, goopy, glittery kids' makeup kit uh, that I brought to school, and then my friends and I sat in the corner of the playground during recess and just, like, gooped it onto our faces. (laughs) And it was very exciting because, like, my other friends, like, didn't have access to makeup, but, like, I was, like, the dealer. I had the makeup. You had the stuff. Yeah. I do remember also getting, like, a pink, like, box as a gift at one point that was, like, you, like, lift up the lid, and then it, like, has little, like, compartments that, like, r- swing out, and then, like, ones that pull out, and there's this whole kid's makeup kit. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the coolest thing That's ever, even though shit. it was basically just, like, plastic. <laughs> like, I mean, it was makeup, but it was n- not makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, mine was, like, a little suitcase. Well, it pans yeah. was a little suitcase, and then I wanted it, and then I got it for my birthday. Like, uh, yeah. So it was, like, a little suitcase full of makeup. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. I suitcase feel like full I had a suitcase or two of, like, makeup, of this oh, fake yeah. kid's makeup. It was just the best thing It ever. was absolutely the best. But it wasn't, like, a daily thing that no. I wore. Yeah. It was, like, you just play with it yeah. and, yeah. like, put it on your face and then carry on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually, for my fifth birthday party... <laughs> Distinctly remember, I had one friend over, that's the only person I wanted, and my cousin Valerie, whom I love, shout out to Valerie, um, gave me a bright emerald green prom dress that clearly did not fit on me because I was five. And she gave me a tiara, and she gave me this cute little like purse thing that had a tube of red lipstick in it. And I like smeared that lipstick all over my face. And it's the cutest picture, actually. I have like yeah, lipstick like smeared the on the side of my face. No, no, no. I was fucking cute. Not the Joker. <laughs> the Joker's cool. He's cute. What do you mean? Yeah, Heath Ledger. Moving on. Um, and that was my first like makeup moment, mm. and it was the best. So, what is your favorite makeup item to put on? Oh, highlighter. Mm-hmm. If I could just like smash it all over my face, I would. You absolutely could. I could, but could. I don't think it would look as good. You know, it's like too much of a good thing. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I get it. I get but it. But I just, I never wore like face makeup mm. until. Very recently, in terms of like, I never wore blush, I had mm, blush, highlighter, bronzer, anything like that until maybe two years ago. Wow. I just like wasn't interested in it. Wow. Um, and I thought it was weird. <laughs> and so I love the highlight now because I just want to glow. Glow. Yeah. You do glow. You do glow very often. You, you oh, do. Thank yeah. you. you have beautiful, For radiant everything. <laughs> you have beautiful, radiant everything. Yeah, wow. literally. What a what a word. Yeah, I hadn't really considered this question. I think probably I would go with like eye makeup, mm-hmm. um, just because it's kind of fun to like mm-hmm. do a little design situation mm-hmm. on the yeah. on the eyelid. Mm. Oh yeah, but that's the only time I would ever 
weird is when I'm like thrown a little on for a party or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, I don't know. it's the only time I really put on makeup and it's fun. Yeah, okay. I would say. Okay. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I do find like putting mascara on to be very therapeutic. Oh, yes. Like, I'm just putting it on, and I'm, like, just layering it and glooping it. And it's, like, ah, oh, this is, like, an experience. And it feels, like, meditative. And on mornings that I don't have oh, enough yeah. time, like, where I'm running late, I'm, like, I just can't do mascara because I can't mm. dedicate the proper time to it. Oh. And so I'll just go without it. It's, yeah. like, either I get to really enjoy my mascara experience mm. or I go with none. Mm. I'm, yeah, I've never, been, <laughs> like, had that sort of enjoyment of mascara and affection. <laughs> yeah. I love mascara. I think mascara it's it's a tie for well. So, I really love mascara. I really love doing my brows. I really love blush. Really fun. And I also when I do wear it, really love lipstick. So, I don't think I can pick one. <laughs> um how dare you make us pick and then come with the curveball that you aren't going to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um do you make a makeup face when you're putting on mascara? Oh, probably. Or anything in particular? Do you make makeup faces? I've thought about this. Mm. It's hard because you don't really know you're making the face mm. if you're making it, right? Unless someone maybe calls you out on it. But as you're doing it, you don't really think about it. I feel like maybe you think differently. I feel like I catch myself but, all the time. Oh, see, I feel like I don't really do... Like, I know people talk about how when they do mascara, they'll do, like, the O with their mouth. But I just don't. I'm just, like, deadpan (laughs) when I'm doing it. So I don't feel like I really make faces. But Mm. I might that I don't realize. Mm. I feel like I almost definitely make faces because I make faces when I do everything. So it's very likely. (laughs) I don't know what those would be. But, I mean, I know I do a lot of, like, mouth stretching. and Oh, yeah. What? Why? I don't, well, I don't know, like... <laughs> for makeup? Yeah. You gotta be like, uh... Oh, yeah, I always, like... Thing, you know, you're like... Oh, you know, yeah, I, I don't do on, that. When I do blush, I, like, tilt my entire mouth to the side. I go, like... Oh, yeah, I could get the line. Oh, yeah. I can see oh. your... Yeah, oh. yeah. To see my cheekbone. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I don't do that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, final fun question. And then the and then the unfun question. <laughs> not fun. No fun makeup. <laughs> this is a not fun episode. <laughs> On a self care day, do you go with or without makeup? Without. What's a self care day? <laughs> I, up to interpretation. If you are going to get a massage or like doing an at home spa day or like treating yourself or you know just. A lot of people like to just wander around Target. I don't know. I don't really, like, have intentional self-care days. So that's not really something I consider. But, like, if I am if I have a day that I know I'm not really leaving the house or, like, doing anything, I don't mm. put makeup on. Mm. Um, or if I'm, like, just going to the store, mm. I don't put makeup on. Okay. So. Yeah. I get that. I don't, like, put on makeup to, like, leave the house per mm-hmm. se. However, most days I start out like I'm going to work or like doing the podcast or something. So I'll do my makeup. But like I have intentional day, like every Sunday, I intentionally try to not use my phone. I call it no phone Sundays and not wear makeup. So I give myself like a little break. But anyways, well, I just have a few things to say. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm definitely 
on most self-care days a no-makeup person mm-hmm. because to me wearing makeup is annoying. It's just like an extra know. step. Unless it's like for a fun thing, and then in which case it's fun. But for yeah. the most part, it's like I have to do this in the morning before I leave. Oh. And so for me, it's a re- like a break from having to do the thing gotcha. that I have to do before I get up and get ready or whatever. Interesting. Yes. I want to hear more about that. I used to actually not wear makeup really ever. Mm, when did you start? When I moved here. <gasps> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be what? March so 2019. No. Well, no. when you met I met me. You. When I moved out here. And I, yeah, to me, it was a professional decision. I was like, if I want to rise the ranks mm. of my job and whatever, I'm going to have to look the part. Mm. So I started wearing makeup every day. That is an interesting thing that, yes, I feel like we should definitely we can get circle into that. back we can to. We into that, for sure. Because that is a whole topic. But, so tell me about your upbringing around makeup. Like, Were your parents like, sure, wear it whenever? Were they really strict? Or like, I know some people were like, you can't wear makeup till you're 16. And when you can wear it at 16, then it's only specific kind of makeup. Were your parents like particular about that? What was the conversation around, like in your friend groups around makeup growing up? Tell me everything. So my mom never wore makeup. Mm. So to me, I wasn't like necessarily like pining away to be able to wear makeup. Mm -hmm. As we talked about earlier, I definitely had like, my childhood moments where we would throw on like horrible goop glitter and look a certain way. Um, But I do remember one specific time my mom had this like green eyeshadow and I put that on and went to um, second grade or something like that. And there's two girls in the class who were like bullies and they were like, why are you wearing makeup? Like, they're just, like, making fun of me for wearing eyeshadow. And then I was like, because I want to. They were clearly <laughs> not as fabulous as you. <laughs> and um, I remember my teacher being like, but why do you wear, why are you wearing makeup or whatever? And I was like, because like, I want to. Yeah. And he was basically like, that's not appropriate for school. And so I was like, okay. I mean, I was in second grade, so it's that's fine. But, yeah, it was a weird thing. But, yeah, my mom never, like promoted it and she never necessarily like kiboshed it mm. we just, it just was not really around in my life and mm-hmm. so I just never like was super curious about it and I think on top of that my dad was very much like like I was the girl who wanted to take figure skating and he put me in hockey mm. and I did my hair in a cute ponytail and I wanted him to say I looked nice and he was like you look nice all the time so like I also had that sort of upbringing where like mm. femininity and the expressions of it were not necessarily rewarded. And so yeah. I was very tomboyish for most of my childhood. Mm. And so, therefore, no makeup for me. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, for me, I grew up around a lot of women who did wear makeup and pretty, like, heavily wore makeup for the most part. Um, especially, like, I'm, one of my grandmothers is, like, very into the makeup and most of my aunts were... Um, My mom was probably, like, the least made up of all the women in my family, but she did wear it. And um, it was never – I never really got a specific, like, framework of what I should do with Mm. makeup from my parents. They were like, do whatever you want. If you want to wear it, go for it. If you don't, don't. Like, Mm. they were just like, do your thing. Um, And I remember – 
my mom, like, when I started getting, like, legitimately interested in makeup as, like, a preteen, like, where I was like, okay, I want to actually wear makeup, not just this glitter goopy crap. <laughs> um, she, like, took me to um, a department store and, like, got me some makeup from like a counter and yeah and so so like we like did that and she got me I think it was all Clinique because she's a Clinique gal and so I got Clinique makeup um and she like sort of I think that maybe the woman at the counter like sort of showed me how to use some different things uh but then yeah like it was sort of do whatever you want if you express that you want to wear makeup great if you don't want to wear makeup, great. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that was, it was very like loose um, for the most part. But um, I definitely did grow up around, especially like the other women in my family outside of my mom mm-hmm. were very um, into their appearance. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I did get some messaging from them that was kind of like, well, you need makeup in order to be beautiful, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though my mom didn't wear, like, a ton of makeup, she definitely, for a while, was the type of woman who, like, wouldn't leave the house without makeup on. Mm-hmm. And so that messaging also came across to me, and I adopted that later on. But mm-hmm. that was sort of the uh, my original introduction to, like, real makeup and, like, what it was like in my home, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Yeah, that's – it's interesting. Um, my – some of my fondest memories actually of like early childhood is actually sitting on like the toilet seat and like sitting there watching my mom do her makeup and then like digging through her makeup bag to find like an old lipstick that hopefully she won't notice is missing. <laughs> I just so stealing <laughs> is one of your fond memories. No, it, my so mom was like whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I always loved makeup. And, like, my cousin Valerie, who I mentioned earlier that gave me a prom dress lipstick and a tiara, mm-hmm. um, actually, like, we would go to her house and she would, like, clean out her old makeup. Like, but she was, like, a hoity-toity, like, pharmaceutical rep in, like, her early 20s and, like, would just buy whatever she wanted and then realize, like, I don't need all this. And, like, mm. she would have, like, bags of unopened makeup and she would, like, give it to us. And then all us girls would, like, go home and, like, sort through it and, like, make sure everyone got eaten even amounts of makeup and it was just like something that we really loved and really enjoyed um growing up my mom is not particularly like a girly girl but something she did always do was her makeup and um I think there was a time she was the person that wouldn't leave the house without makeup but like as we got older like she started to like do that a little bit more and actually The first time I ever got grounded was uh, trying to wear blush out of the house. (laughs) My dad actually stopped me and was like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, well, you got me this amazing makeup kit for Christmas. I'm wearing the blush that came in it. And he was like, no, go wash it off. And so it was really weird because it was like, for some reason, I could play with it and it'd be like a toy and enjoy it. But I couldn't wear it out of the house. I was young, too. I was like, like, maybe like nine. But um I was also one of the first girls in my friend group to start wearing makeup regularly. I mean, I was young, but it was for a love of it, not for the feeling like I need this to look beautiful. Um, And there's also like a lot of 
there was a lot of shame from other like girls like why are you wearing that that's like so silly like and I would like after dance class I'd go to the bathroom and like redo my makeup because I felt so beautiful and it was so fun and I loved it and it was like why are you doing that why are you wearing makeup and I was like whatever girl I'm wearing some cute blue eyeshadow you do you I'm doing me mm-hmm. um so it's really interesting. Like there's so there's so many different perspectives and cultures around wearing makeup, right? For some reason, this big thing, well, that's not that big, is like a big choice for young women and for yeah. families. Like it feels like there's a lot of pressure to have a stance of like, young girls should not wear makeup. Young girls should wear makeup. Young girls, frankly, should just do whatever they want because it doesn't matter. But um, Yeah, well, for sure it seems like kids growing up with like, Parents that did not let them wear makeup, if they see other people wearing makeup, they're mm-hmm. like, you're not supposed to be wearing makeup. You're too young for that because that's yeah. what they've been told. And there's, yeah, it's kind of like that awkward season of life when everyone's totally not really sure. What, like, I think the kids who were bothering me about the green eyeshadow were probably like, you can't wear makeup. We can't wear makeup. Yeah. Nobody's supposed to be wearing makeup, you know? Yeah, totally. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So kind of on that note, do you feel like you experienced shame around wearing makeup growing up as a young woman or as a young teenager, maybe even mid-late teens? I mean, fill in the blank. Did you ever feel any shame around that, either to or to not? I definitely felt, uh, like, as I got into, like, my preteen, early teen years, I felt like I needed makeup in Mm. order to be, like, confident, secure, whatever. Um, I felt self-conscious about my skin, and so I wanted to, like, cover up my skin. Um, I also felt very self-conscious whenever there was a makeup mishap that was happening. Like, mm. if there, if I was wearing, like, I don't know, concealer or something, and it, like, caked in a weird way, mm. or if powder settled on my skin in a weird way, or if mascara got under my eyes, I was like, this is extremely embarrassing. Like, I was mortified if anything like that happened. So I was always checking how I was looking. And I had a, I carried a mirror with me all the time. Mm. And so that um, was part of my experience with makeup in, like, feeling sort of like, I felt I started to adapt that idea of I can't I shouldn't leave the house without makeup on. I shouldn't let people see me without makeup on. I made sure that I had waterproof mascara so that then if I went swimming, I would have makeup on still. Wow. And would like wear makeup to the pool. Um, And I wasn't even wearing a ton of makeup necessarily, but it was like I need to have something Mm. Um, because it was basically concealer, mascara, eyeliner was all that I ever wore and, and like powder. Um, and so there was that, but then at the same time, as I was in that age range, I started using makeup for a lot of self-expression, mm-hmm. uh, particularly because at that time I got very into like the emo scene sort of, you know, uh, culture. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so I started wearing heavier and heavier eyeliner And um, I also would wear crazy colors of eyeliner. Mm -hmm. I would wear a different color every single day of the week. So I had black, purple, green, blue, and pink. 
And when I wore the pink one, people would legitimately come up to me and ask if I had pink eye. <laughs> and it was oh, no. slightly embarrassing, but I was also like, you're dumb. I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> Don't you understand? Oh, eyeliner, thanks. Um, so. I did start to phase that one out, though, as more people started <laughs> yeah. saying that. And I did have, like, I even remember a boy that I was friends with in middle school like, asked me why I started doing my makeup like a raccoon because I was wearing, like, the heavy, dark eyeliner because I was trying to be a cool emo scene girl. And I was like, I'm not like a raccoon. And I, but I was so, like, offended that he would say that. Um, and so it was, like, a way for me to try to feel more confident because mm-hmm. um, I definitely felt insecure without makeup at that time. And then also it was a way for me to try to, like blend with this sort of like look that I liked with Mm -hmm. like that that group of people the like emo scene crowd um so I definitely felt shame around it in that way um but then also it kind of it all changed when I became a Christian too which is a whole other thing Dun, 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 stay tuned. <laughs> Dramatic pause. We'll circle back to that, Emma. Um, yes, yeah, for me, I, like I said, my dad and my mom, didn't, I don't know, like my whole family just didn't affirm femininity, like mm. expressions of it. Like I was very tomboyish. I like played sports. I cut my hair short. Like I tried to kind of like I was I think I was just trying to seek my dad's approval because mm. I think I often got, like, praise and whatever from being tough and, like, boyish more so than I did from, like, dressing up and looking cute and being feminine. So mm-hmm. I just didn't wear makeup, and then it kind of eventually turned into, like, a a vanity thing where I was like, well, I'm pretty without it, so too bad, everyone, mm-hmm. you know? Because <laughs> I'm just so great. I don't <laughs> I like, even need makeup. Exactly, It's yeah. built in. It was kind of like, I don't need makeup, so sorry, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um... Or did you ever have people ask you, like, oh, my gosh, like, what kind of whatever are you wearing? And you'll be like, nothing. Did you ever have that? No. Oh, yeah. Actually, that happened to me once. Oh. Someone was like, Kelly, your lipstick's so beautiful. What's it called? And I was like, uh, chapped lips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like chapstick? I don't know oh. what to tell you. <laughs> I've had a lot of people ask me about blush I'm wearing, and I didn't wear blush until this year so you're like i'm not <laughs> so yeah it was always it was like i just have flushed cheeks <laughs> you don't know what to tell you just hat but apparently people liked that <laughs> i feel like maybe i would like if we were talking about makeup i might say like i don't wear makeup but people would be like really and i'd be like yeah you'd be like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like oh you know but yeah. yeah i just didn't i mean aside from like school plays and stuff or like special occasions just didn't really wear it mm-hmm. ever yeah. so yeah wow I mean, wow. I, yeah, I think I experienced a lot of shame around not wearing makeup, but, or that I should not wear makeup. But also, like, for me, makeup was, like, a joy. It was, like, a form of self-expression. It was, like, self-care. It was the thing I looked forward to doing every morning. Like, it was, like... I just loved it. And I had um, friends that also loved it. And that was like so much fun. But my favorite thing was to get together with my friends and do makeup. And actually, I love that you brought up colored eyeliner because I also dabbled in the scene uh, look for quite some time. (laughs) Um, And Hot Topic at the time had the best colored eyeliner, in my opinion. I bought mine from like the drugstore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
I remember we always like there was like a scary wall of t-shirts black back when like hot topic was like actually for like intense real people versus like oh we've got Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp merch. Like, it was a very different Hot Topic, kids. Yeah. Um, And it was actually, like, they had, like, horrible T-shirts on the wall. And we were like, don't look, it's so scary. And then we'd, like, go to the eyeliner corner and pick out, like, a bunch of different colors. (laughs) It was really fun. Um, But, yeah, it was, like, for me, it was just so freeing and Mm -hmm. such a form of self-expression. But a lot of, like, girls I knew around church kind of, like, shamed it. Or a lot of, like, other parents were like, you don't need that. You're beautiful. And I'm like, that's not the point. Like, Mm -hmm. of course I'm beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. the point is it's fun. And so I just never took it that seriously um, or as seriously as everyone else seemed to take it. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever felt, like, shame around makeup, it was more so, like, being older and actually not really knowing anything about it because I never wore it. And, like, having to Mm -hmm. ask my friends, like, what do I do? I don't know what any of this is. Mm. And mm. so that was probably more so, like, my f- fear. But, I mean, I'm I'm certain that, like, conservative influences probably kept me from mm. experimenting with it yeah. as well. Totally. Um, so then did church culture or purity culture – do you think play a role in your view of makeup, like, growing up as you were blossoming into a beautiful woman? Blossoming. I mean, I had to throw probably. that way. <laughs> Probs. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. odds are yes. I don't – again, because I didn't wear it, I was, like, exempt and so, like, did mm. not internalize any sort of messaging about makeup because it just didn't really apply to me. Um, I was never – Led to believe that wearing makeup was bad. I definitely Mm. probably looked down on girls who felt like they had to wear it in Mm. a way. Like, I think I felt like it was like, well, you're insecure and you did not be, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Just don't. Yeah. Just (laughs) Just don't be insecure or whatever. I'm not insecure, which is like total Mm. lie. Definitely was. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, our church didn't, like, preach about makeup specifically. And Mm. I have heard horror stories of people, like, having to. Be careful about what shade of lipstick or, you know, nail yeah. polish that they wear because, you Don't want to look like a harlot. Yeah. Red is mm. off. Wow. Pink, red is, like, p- super slutty. The pink shades are good, but the closer you get to red, the more slutty. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't personally experience that. Yeah. I yeah. experienced that. Really? For sure. Oh, yeah. Really? It was like, yeah, it was like you should not wear. It's too adult is what was told to me. But what they meant was you look like someone's mistress. Or, like, I remember also, like, this, like, idea and messaging of, like, if you are a young woman, like, in youth group, like, you should basically look innocent. Like, almost like you should look virginal in a way. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you should not wear makeup. But once you're married, you should always wear makeup because you want to look good for your husband. I remember, like... That ex- distinct difference Blah. of, like, once you are, like, you are perfect and innocent and pure, and then you transition into almost, like, a woman when you get married. And I don't know where that distinctly came from. I don't remember those exact words yeah. being preached at me, but I remember that was the idea. And like, like, slowly translated. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Oh, that's so frustrating yeah like that's just it's the continued fetishization of the 
virgin Mm -hmm. and then of the wife Mm -hmm. and like this whole idea of like what it means to be a woman and there's just no reason why the church should even have a say in that honestly like there's no wearing makeup is not consequential to your like sexuality or level of sexual promiscuity or your like it has no indication of your activity or your character as a human at all it is just a way that you decorate yourself you know like it's that's wild to me (laughs) but I found I I, so I became a Christian like right as, as I was entering high school and um I was wearing makeup not as intensely as I was in middle school in terms of, like, the eyeliner situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I was definitely still wearing it. And um, I remember, actually, uh, my my pastor never, like, spoke about makeup or anything like that. Uh, I even remember my pastor's wife would, like, talk to us, like, girls who were like the young girls in the church about like how she was trying out different makeups and how she was like excited about it because she was never a big makeup wearer but she was like oh like I decided to try mascara and we were like oh you look great Mm. and like I remember it being really cute and sweet but um I do also remember one time a boy in my church uh said to me that like basically that any girl who wears makeup looks terrible and that she must, like, be trying to, like, cover something up. And I was, like, instantly just, like, mortified at that, like, at that statement. And he was, like, an older boy in the church, and so I, like, trusted his opinion. Mm. And from that day, stopped wearing makeup. Mm. (laughs) Because I was so, like fearful of being seen as um Someone I guess who's like hiding or well being seen as like fake I guess oh, okay. uh, or even like cuz he said that it, you weren't beautiful with makeup on and I was like well I want to be beautiful yeah. and <laughs> so I remember getting that message from this one specific boy which like is wild to me that I just changed what I did with my life over this one thing this boy said. I didn't even like him. Like, I didn't even have a crush on him. And it probably wasn't directed at you specifically either. I don't know. It felt a little bit like it was, but maybe that was, like, my teenage brain just, like, letting the world revolve around me. But, um, yeah, I stopped wearing it from that day for two years after that. Just no makeup, cold turkey, um, because I felt like that was, like, the more sort of, like, humble thing to do and that Mm. that was going to make me more beautiful and um more maybe even more desirable to a guy Mm -hmm. uh especially a christian guy because i was not wearing makeup Mm. and so yeah i stopped wearing it and i mean that was a a dumb not dumb but it was a poor reason to stop wearing makeup Mm. based off of one comment that a stupid teenage boy made but I did actually find that that period was very beneficial to me in breaking the thought pattern that I needed makeup mm. that I had because I felt very dependent on makeup. And so when I went cold turkey on it, it was like, okay, well, you have to embrace your your natural beauty, which I wasn't. Like, mm. I didn't want to embrace my natural beauty. I didn't want – I wanted to cover it up. So – that was helpful, but I wish that it wasn't, like, 
a harmful comment that catalyzed that. (laughs) Totally. It's crazy how those, like, random comments from boys that, like, say something offhand or, like, you see on the internet or whatever, like, will completely change the trajectory of how you see yourself and see others. I mean, I definitely heard those similar messages, like, oh, girls with makeup are – without makeup are prettier anyways, Mm -hmm. like – I don't or I don't I can't trust a girl who wears makeup because who yeah. knows what she looks like without it. You know, like just dumb mm-hmm. stuff like that that do made, the pool test. Right. Dunk yeah. them in the pool to see what their real face looks like. Yeah, <laughs> as if that matters. Yeah. And so yeah, definitely like it's just confusing. And it's just yeah. wild that we we put so much place so much, I don't know, value on what these side comments Yeah. Yeah. Say. It happens though. I mean, I remember one time in youth group, there was like a slideshow and I popped up um, in one of the pictures and a boy like yelled out like, geez, Kelly, like you've got a massive forehead. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God, I have a massive forehead. Like, and it was like nothing the most- about you is massive. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe But like I was like mortified and still to this day, I'm like. Kelly, you don't have a massive forehead. You are okay. Your forehead's a normal size. Like, and I think that people Aww. just don't realize the weight of their words. That's dumb. Um, but on the other hand, too, more around makeup is like I also remember like girls thinking I was vain mm. because I wore makeup, or girls thinking that um, I was shallow or like um, or like ditzy because I chose to wear makeup. Like instantly. As like if putting that on your face would lower your intelligence. But it, in those circles I ran in, it did, mm-hmm. in their opinions. It's like, oh, you wear makeup, you are instantly on this totem pole. Like, you are, like, further down in the, like, quote-unquote spiritual, like, intelligence ranking. ranking. Um, and it was really weird, but also I was just like, whatever. Like, I like it. So I yeah. continued on, but it's... Um, It's definitely interesting, like, when you're young, your perception of it. Mm. Yeah, I even remember uh, on a reverse side of, like, a side comment that somebody made, uh, someone made a comment in middle school that I looked like I had no eyebrows. So I started filling my eyebrows Mm. in from that day on. Mm -hmm. I was, like, so insecure about my eyebrows. And Mm -hmm. I still am a little bit insecure about my eyebrows, honestly. So, like, that was a reverse where I started wearing makeup for something Mm -hmm. because of a comment somebody said. Mm -hmm. But there were so many things like that. Even, like, I was very insecure about my forehead. You've got a great forehead. What? You've got a great forehead. Thank you. Very majestic. (laughs) I don't look at anyone's foreheads and think, wow, what a forehead. I look at everyone's forehead now. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know if it was, like, our generation, but I felt like there was a lot of focus around people's foreheads and, like, whether or not you had a five head and that kind of thing, which was, like, such a harmful way of saying that. Like, it, it's, like, intentionally supposed to be, like, mean to say, like, oh, you have a five head instead of a forehead because it's so big. So dumb. And um, I would get that. And then I had bangs for years because I wanted to cover it up. Every single selfie I took was cut off at the eyebrows because I didn't want to show people my forehead. I remember that trend when it was like, I'm not going to show my whole face. Yes. So it's, it's wild how much someone's comment can like 
just totally influence the way that you perceive yourself, especially in those mm-hmm. formative years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a lot easier when you're older and like you have a lot more like self-confidence and just like surety in mm-hmm. who you are. But when you're, when you're young like that, you're very impressionable and you're like, well, if they said that, it must be true. Well, and yeah. I think even like opposite can be true in a sense, like people, like certain compliments I've noticed that I grew up with when I was like, a 16-year-old with a teeny tiny body, like, carry with you. Like, you're like, oh, this is something that gives me value. Mm -hmm. Like, people say I am skinny. Therefore, that is good and they are jealous. And so that is, like, something that I must keep with me to Mm. maintain my, like, worth, Mm -hmm. essentially. And then you get older and your body starts to change and whatever. And I've noticed in the last, like, couple years – I've become a lot more insecure about my weight, which is Mm. crazy because I think for so long, like that was something I held on to as something that made me valuable to Mm. to the world. And so like, I think having like imbalanced perceptions of like your appearance in general can be harmful, like whether it's good Mm. or bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to have friends that told me I had small boobs that is dumb. I do not. Yeah, <laughs> you do not have small boobs. <laughs> but because I was skinny and whatever, I, did, I wasn't, like, curvy like they were. Mm. And so um, I just always thought, like, no – and they would say this, which is another thing. Just don't get bad friends. But they would say, like, oh, guys don't want someone without any, like, curves or whatever and stuff like that. And so you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. I wish I had the butt. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. You can have some of mine. <laughs> I, I don't need it, honestly. <laughs> I was just, like, literally completely deceived. Yeah. Because I have a great butt. I have great boobs. Yeah. yeah. And You're I'm beautiful. also not fat. And even if I was, that doesn't make me invaluable or unvaluable. Worthless? Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely found that as well in, like, feeling worth in being skinny. Yeah. Uh, because I... Uh, when I went to college, I started gaining weight and I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Like I started feeling so insecure and I never felt insecure about my body before. Mm. Well, I did. I felt insecure that I was too skinny Mm. because people would make comments about how skinny I was and it would almost feel like they were saying it as if it was a bad thing. But it's Mm. it's almost like they're saying it as a bad thing, but you know, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Like. It was it was just so backhanded, it yeah. felt like. And mm-hmm. so it was hard for me to grapple with that. But then the moment that I started gaining weight when I went to college, it was like, well, what what how what it what's wrong yeah. with me? Mm-hmm. What am I if I'm not the skinny girl? But I look at photos of myself from then and I'm like, oh, I look sick. Like I was so skinny. And it wasn't intentional. It was just the way my metabolism worked at the time, and then your metabolism slows down and you yeah. gain more weight. And mm-hmm. like I've a much healthier weight now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyways. All that to be all that to be said. Dumb side comments <laughs> can really turn yeah, turn you down a path. <laughs> can they, really mess you up. They just really just like flip you into a tailspin or whatever the oh, phrase yeah. is. It's dumb. Yeah. yeah. A spiral. Yeah. Spiral. Yeah. They're rough. Um, so then speaking of those types of backhanded comments or you know, whatever. Are there any stereotypes you had to break down around makeup as you got older? I mean, Kelly, you mentioned earlier choosing to wear makeup later in life. 
because of um, professional reasons. Emma, you mentioned um, choosing not to wear makeup because you were you wanted Christian boys to like you. <laughs> um, so yeah, like how how did those things play out in your lives? Yeah, for me, like entering into adulthood, I eventually started kind of like experimenting with makeup like I would ask the person at Ulta or Sephora or whatever like can you help me find something you know and so I like slowly started to build up my like I don't know repertoire Mm -hmm. but um I didn't really fully start wearing it until I came here and started working um at like a church that was trendier and hipper than anywhere else I had worked before Mm -hmm. and I noticed like oh if I'm going to be successful here I have to also be trendy and hip Mm. which probably means I should start wearing makeup and so I did yeah and that was like that was that Mm -hmm. yeah I I feel like so I went the two years without makeup and sort of had the impression that well, if you wear too much makeup, then you're hiding your real face. You yeah. know, like you have insecurity, which we've touched on. Um, but then I started gradually bringing makeup back in um, when I was in college. And <laughs> I remember it was at first it was a little bit hard for me to like bring it back in. I was dating a guy at the time and I wore makeup for this like event and he had like never seen me wear makeup mm-hmm. and we were FaceTiming and uh, he like made a comment about it and I like instantly twisted it and was like, so like he said it looked nice and I was like, what do you mean I don't look nice without it? Like I was... <laughs> Because I was, like, struggling with the, like, idea of, like, okay, how do I wear makeup in a healthy way? Right. Mm -hmm. And it felt very, like, like, he was trying to be nice and, like, compliment me on something I was doing that was new. And I was instantly, like, I don't know how to handle this. Right. And, um, but it started becoming a much more of a, of a fun thing, which, like, like I mentioned with, like, the different colored eyeliners and everything, it was fun, but it was really rooted in a lot of insecurity. And then when I started playing with makeup again in college, it was like, oh, this is genuinely just fun. And, like, I don't have to wear this every day. And I can feel comfortable, like, doing any of any variety of makeup. And I started playing with, like, lipstick and got very into lipstick for a while and, like, then eyeshadow and different stuff and, like, just learning and enjoying it Mm. um but the I feel like that was one of the stereotypes was like yeah you are you're insecure if you're gonna wear makeup and I had to like slowly break that one down and then I feel like there was another one oh and I also had the sentiment that like if you're gonna be taken seriously you have to wear makeup Mm -hmm. which is that's that. That's a stereotype I still ascribe to. Like yes. I, I wear makeup to this day because of that. Um, I think like it genuinely affects how people perceive me at work and in my profession and on a podcast. Like I feel like appearances very much rooted in a, like a lot of things about how people perceive you. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's like an asset that I have to use for my benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I remember uh, my mom told me that she used to not wear makeup. And then when she started working for state government, she started wearing makeup. It was like she realized, like, I have to wear this in order to move up. And I have to dress this way in order to move up. And I even remember um, 
Back in the day when I used to watch Nick at Night, there was an episode of Malcolm in the Middle where the mother of the family, she worked at a grocery store and she never wore makeup. But one day she wore makeup to work for some reason and she was treated radically differently at Mm. work in this episode. And then Mm. she like went back to not wearing makeup and was... It was, like, back to the way that she used to be treated, which was, like, she was treated way nicer when she wore makeup. She was noticed more by her superiors. Like, Mm -hmm. she was, like, seen as a more favorable employee because Mm -hmm. she wore makeup, which is, like, fascinating that this dumb show, like, Malcolm in the Middle, like, had this social commentary on it. But that episode has always stuck out to me because it felt very just, like, profound um, Mm -hmm. that they they were calling that out because that is a real... Um, assumption is like yeah if you don't wear makeup you're not putting effort in and Mm -hmm. you are therefore like maybe not as um not gonna put effort into your work somehow I don't know I feel like it's about being cool honestly like I think when you like boil it down this is my my take on it um I think wearing makeup is cool and therefore people like cool people and so if you want to be liked then you need to wear makeup, and in order to get promoted and get attention, whatever, you have to be liked. Therefore, mm-hmm. you have to wear makeup. I don't know. That's my theory. I think it's just as simple as cool people wear makeup, therefore mm. cool people get attention for wearing it. Mm. That's fascinating. To me, I don't think of makeup as, like, inherently cool because I think about, like, old ladies that wear makeup that are, like, not cool. No, like, they've worn I know. it their whole life. I'm you not know? saying and- wearing makeup itself is cool, but I'm saying cool people wear makeup. Mm. And so if you want to be cool, and this is like, you know, the very broadest sense of the word, but like essentially it's a matter of like assimilating Mm. and being like one of the people as as opposed to being contrary. Yeah, that's fascinating. I have always associated it with like. With, like, effort, like, you put effort into how you look, and that, like, means that you care about the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. And um, I think there is some of that assimilation for sure that you mentioned. Like, I even think about uh, the way that women wear their hair has to do with what how well they're going to do in work. And um, that's been a big issue, especially with women of color is, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to have literal laws about <laughs> how you can treat women who have textured hair because it's been an issue or women don't get hired or promoted because of it and um I think that's in that same vein of like there's a perception that a certain type of person wears makeup or dresses well or yeah or does their hair a certain way and therefore those are the people we want to notice and promote and like make successful but like that I mean, as long as you were, like, hygienically <laughs> good in your appearance, like, as long as you are taking care of yourself from, like, a hygiene perspective, really, like, your appearance in other ways shouldn't matter to your work. But it, like, does so much. Well, I'm not saying it doesn't. No, I know. I'm It's just, like, even, like, clothes, you know, like, that. that's a whole mm-hmm. other piece of it that we're not talking about. But, like, I've talked about this lately is, like, there's... Clothes that I would have worn at this job, and now I've moved to the new job, and I have to change the way I dress, right? Because, like, there's a level of, like, how do I fit in? How do I, like, dress in a way that people are going to be impressed with that's going to leave an impression that people are going to think, oh, I like that person. I want her in the room with me. Like, Mm. I don't know. I feel like it all ties together, and I think it's all about being cool. But Mm. not that, like... 
I mean, I think there's a level of like if you if you show up looking dumpy, that's gonna have an effect. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's mostly about like, what are they like? Are they fashionable? Are they trendy? Mm. It's know. so fascinating because dumpy, quote unquote, is relative. You know, totally. it's just it's all relative to whatever our culture has deemed as you know fashionable or good or whatever like the just like with makeup it's whatever the makeup trend is is what is favored so like actually I was thinking about this the other day because I saw a woman who had um like the sperm eyebrows that are like the class you've never hey oh the ones that are wavy no no or you have where it's like a tadpole where it's really like big at the front and then it's just a thin line. It's a oh, big 90s thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 90s, early 2000s. It was all about the thin eyebrows, uh-huh. but like you'd have like a large part at the front. Yeah, like a little like. And then it was yeah. like thin okay. across. So yeah. she's like out of fashion. Yes. Yeah. She had very outdated eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> and I judged her for it. And uh, I mean, it's not like I was mean to her or anything, but I took notice of it. And You're I like, was oh. like, I was like, oh, she's. Stuck, stuck in, in the, the past 90s, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that is literally just a preference of the current trends. Like, currently, it's more favorable to have bigger eyebrows. Back then, you would have been ridiculed if you had big eyebrows. So it's it's mm-hmm. just, it's fascinating to me when you think about stuff like that. I think about that when it comes to modesty, when it comes to fashion, makeup, hairstyles it's all so relative to what we deem appropriate mm. totally um, yeah yeah it is 100 percent cultural but i also personally do take note of people's eyebrows and i do judge them harshly if they have bad eyebrows <laughs> i hope you'd tell me if i have bad eyebrows no you have good eyebrows okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah i um that's super fair i think gosh what have i had to break down i mean i think i went like, I had this one moment because uh, I went from high school, took a year off, then moved out here to ministry school. And I remember – and then I had got a job at Victoria's Secret. And in both situations, appearance was very important. There was that fear that fear of non-acceptance of, like, I need to fit in into this ministry school. It was very trendy, very cool. So you have to show up and look cool and put together, but also, like, you didn't try too hard. Um, and so – and that love of makeup did continue and grow with me. Um, and then also at Victoria's Secret. But also, again, that was part of the job. You wanted to look put together. You wanted to look great because you want, um, you want like, women to want to shop with you, basically. You want women to want to be your friend while you are helping them through this experience. Um, it was also a great trick to get people to remember your name. So hot tip, anyone who works in retail world and you track sales, uh, wear some red lipstick because the person will always say, oh, it was the girl with red lipstick. Uh, um, hot trick. Picture, yeah, sales numbers. Yep. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you will. No one else is going to steal my sales because it can't be like, oh, it was like Vanessa or Kelly or, you know, whoever. Anyway, that is my that was my personal trick. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember I went to Target one day to like pick up a prescription or something. And I was like sick and just didn't have the energy to put it on makeup. And I remember walking through Target and being like 
really embarrassed for some reason, even though I loved makeup and I always was like, I'm beautiful. Like, I don't need it. It it did become something I kind of relied on um, to feel like more comfortable in my skin. Um, And so I was kind of like looking down at the floor, which isn't super like me. Um, I normally try to keep my head up intentionally and I look at people. Um, and I remember like kind of looking down on the ground and I decided to go ahead and look up and be like, Hey, like what's going on? Like what's happening with me internally? And I was like, I feel embarrassed. And I looked around and I was like, literally no one else in target gives a single shit (laughs) that I'm not wearing makeup. So why the fuck do I care? And that was like my switch moment. Um, but yeah, I do feel the need to be professional to show up like a woman that's quote unquote put together. Um, Mm. and actually makeup, even though I really love it, I love to experiment and have fun with it. You'll see me from time to time, rock a gold eyeshadow or a bright lipstick. Um, or I meant gold eyeliner, not gold eyeshadow, also gold eyeshadow. Um, but I, it has actually stopped being such a deep joy and love. Um, Mm. It's more something like to check off my to-do list in the morning, uh, which is kind of sad because I used to like really have a passion. Um, something else that I did uh, kind of have to like unlearn was this perception that makeup is only for women. Um, I grew up without the Internet, which was tragic. Um, like literally didn't have the Internet at home, guys. Didn't have a Facebook, didn't know how to Google shit. Um But when I moved out to California and got access to the internet, I, like, found so many beauty channels that I loved. And a lot of the best beauty, like, people, gurus or, um, you know, like, makeup artists are men. Like, one of my favorite um, makeup artists ever is actually Scott Barnes, who is J-Lo's makeup artist. He is amazing. He has developed literally a whole culture around contouring. It all started with Scott Barnes. Um, So yeah, I really loved the education side of makeup as well. Learning techniques, practicing, having fun, and um, the reality that makeup isn't just for women. It's for whoever wants to feel better about themselves, whoever wants to self-express. And I think that that for me was really important, like realizing this is not exclusively feminine. This is more self-care and self-expression and being comfortable in your own skin. So that was a really interesting, fun education moment for myself coming from a small, like conservative, like little culture. Um, Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I have a bit of a, of a curveball question for you guys. Mm. Uh, Do you think that it's unfair that men don't feel pressure to wear makeup i mean yeah <laughs> i mean from like a from a time in the morning perspective yes like mm. they don't have to spend 15 to 30 you minutes every morning spend that much time getting ready on my makeup yeah i mean i probably takes me like an hour or more to get ready but like makeup itself is like 10 minutes yeah how long does it take you I mean, it depends what I'm doing, but I take take my time. You don't really do very much makeup most days, though. Girl. I feel like you are doing 
a good amount of makeup. You're just doing it in a very subtle way. I'm very particular. Yeah. I don't think that it's not makeup. It's that it's just you do it in a certain way. Yeah. I like more of a Bobby Brown technique where it's like, you won't know I'm wearing makeup. Like, I want it to look like part of my skin. But, um, yeah, I feel like I take, like, depending, 30 to 45 minutes. Anyways, <laughs> so what I'm saying is I think, like, men, from that perspective of they don't have to spend X amount of time every morning to mm-hmm. put this on mm-hmm. perspective, yes, it's unfair. And, like, they're not going to not get promoted if they wear it mm-hmm. or if they don't, if they wear, don't it. wear it. Yeah. Yes. But, on the other hand... It, like, if they did wear it, the very opposite would be true for them, I mm-hmm. think, for, for the most part. Like, I think men are pressured not to wear makeup. If they do wear makeup, it could potentially harm mm-hmm. them professionally or socially yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. um, as being construed as flamboyant or homosexual or, I don't know, too much mm-hmm. or, like, weird or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it it's kind of just depends on what perspective you're looking at it from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have, I mean, I think we've all seen over the past decade, like more and more men embracing makeup Mm -hmm. and wearing makeup, but I generally don't see that in what I would call a more like, I guess like corporate workspace type of environment like I mean guys that work at Ulta I see wearing makeup all the time and like um or just like guys on the street but not on the street as in like houseless but just like out and about yeah (laughs) um and so like I see that but yeah you definitely I think that there's um a sense that that is unprofessional for a man to do Mm -hmm. which is just fascinating to me when you think about like the history of makeup because men historically used to wear makeup mm-hmm. very often and then it it went it fell away or like fell out of f- favor popularity mm-hmm. and um it wasn't as much of like a feminine thing to do until later in history and in, mm-hmm. in the ad like as you look at from the advent of makeup mm-hmm. <laughs> on and so which i think was like in ancient egypt was like when they first started wearing makeup mm-hmm. but uh it's just it's fascinating to me Obviously, there's there tend to be higher beauty standards on women than men. Um, and I don't know. It, like, I feel like it kind of grinds my gears a little bit that there is that expectation that, like, or that, like, the fact that there's an expectation for women to wear makeup to be professional and the fact that there is an expectation for men to not wear makeup to be professional, mm-hmm. part of me is, like, who why do you care? <laughs> um, why does that matter? Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. Have you guys had like particular perceptions of men who wear makeup? I already mentioned them. Flamboyant, homosexual. Like those are your unprofessional. personal perceptions. No, I mean, I'm just saying like perceptions that I've grown up with. Like mm. now if I see a man wearing makeup, I nowadays I usually assume it's like because he's into fashion or like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Yeah. And it's like if you're a man wearing makeup, you must be into fashion. Yeah. <laughs> that is like – that's yeah. to me like the only – not that like people can't or whatever, but like to me that's one of the only like socially acceptable whatever. Or like obviously that's not including the trans community or drag community or whatever, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just like the average dude, mm-hmm. cis gender dude. 
Yeah. Straight. Cisgender dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I grew up in... I did a lot of theater and um, dance classes and ballet and music. So I was around men that chose more expressive lifestyles and a lot of men that were gay. Um, And so I felt like it was like more of like a quote unquote gay thing or an LGBTQ thing. Um, But as I like, again, grew up and got more acquainted with more of the makeup world, um, I found the RuPaul's and the Manny MUAs and the um, Brett, I forget his last name, um, and who's the young one? James Charles. Like, I I got more acquainted with the um, male icons of beauty. And so I found, like, actually an admiration for men in makeup. So I, I think I kind of disassembled some of my preconceptions but, but also, like, yeah. if Ross showed up in my room wearing makeup, like, it'd be weird. Like, not that he can't mm. wear makeup, but, like... Depends on the makeup. But, but I'm just I'm saying, like, like it, it depends it? on, like, like, just because it, I don't think it's wrong, mm. right? Like, it's still abnormal. Mm-hmm. And so it would be, well, like, I mean, surprising. If you think, like, knowing your husband, Ross, like, it would be a shock for him to walk up wearing makeup because that's not something that you see him doing ever ever you know so that sure that would be a shock in the same way that it might be a shock if a girl that you always see with a full face of makeup walked up without any makeup on right um or vice versa like that is a shock to Mm -hmm. people um but it is fascinating to me how um makeup does seem very closely linked to sexuality a Mm -hmm. lot of times the assumption is if you're a man and you wear makeup you must be gay yeah there is an assumption that if you're a woman who doesn't wear makeup that like there's the association with being a lesbian with that like Mm -hmm. there's the idea like oh you're butch Mm -hmm. you know and that's like a terrible assumption to make like i mean just assuming people's sexuality like that is terrible in general yes um and so that's just fascinating to me that that's become linked to sexuality in the same way that the church has linked it to your sexual promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like there's definitely been a weird, almost renaissance within the makeup community because like now there's things like RuPaul's Drag Race and drag is more common and more widely accepted and... um And, you know, women aren't required to wear as much makeup as they used to, you know, to be quote unquote successful or promoted. I feel like that has lessened to an extent. I don't feel like it's gone. But, you know, when you think back to like the 80s, like those trends were very different and professionalism looked very different then um, versus now it's more subdued and natural or whatever. So what's your relationship with makeup like now? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it fun? Is it something you feel fully obligated to do? So as of late, in the last year, I have, like, um, been dealing with a very serious acne problem. Mm. And so my relationship with makeup has become much more dependent. Mm. Because I definitely have felt, like, embarrassed to, like, show my real face. Mm. And so, um, 
I feel like I am just now in my mid-20s experiencing what most girls experience in their teens where there's like kind of an embarrassment to like be out without makeup, which I know like people in their 20s still experience too. But Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm kind of processing that now and definitely it 100% feels tied to this like professional like career that I'm building and what people think and I have to look a certain way Mm. and be a certain type of person in order to be successful or whatever. So um, right now, like I've always been very simple with my makeup and right now I still don't like wear, I wear some concealer and I wear some powder and I wear mascara for the most part and that's it. Um, But it's all very much like to cover what my natural skin looks like right now, which Mm -hmm. is something that has been healing the last, I think, I'm on like week seven of a program. So it is getting better and like we are healing and we are getting some of the root issues out of my diet and my lifestyle and whatever. But um, so that's all good. But definitely has been like a very, I don't know what the word is, like vulnerable experience and um, has revealed a lot to me about how I actually feel about like wearing makeup in the workplace and what like beauty means in the workplace and like Mm -hmm. I even to an extent like how dependent I have always been and even have become of my looks Mm. to like help me get places and like I think maybe even a core belief that like beauty is and I don't even know if it's a wrong belief like I think it might be true that like beautiful people get promoted (laughs) like beautiful people get attention beautiful people get book deals like whatever and so like kind of experiencing that like nervousness and anxiousness around like my face right now is not its normal self Mm -hmm. and like what am I going to do and what are people going to think and am I going to lose like standing yeah yeah no absolutely and I think I think that's probably one of the hardest things um, for someone who is, you know, quote unquote privileged, like to realize the extent of it, like we are all beautiful women. Like we probably all really benefit from that in life. We are all fairly thin women. We all benefit from that in life. And I think that is probably one of the hardest pills to swallow is when you realize, oh, this thing that I've relied on that, um, has helped me in life. It's real. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's hard. Like I've, you know, gained weight the past few years and it's like oh like I'm actually not treated the same as I used to even though the difference is only 20 25 pounds right like it's not that big of a difference but it is something that I've noticed and experienced in my day-to-day life yeah it like makes a difference on like how you're treated and how people perceive you and like Mm -hmm. whether or not people want to be around you or whatever Mm -hmm. make an effort to be around you that sort of thing and so it definitely I mean I've said this before there's pretty privilege Mm-hmm. And I would be lying if I didn't think that I had reached the benefits from that. Um, and also if I had, I would be lying if I said I had not like experienced the fear of losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like now in my 20s, I'm young and whatever, but like even getting older and body changing and having babies and all those stuff, like all those things are mountains that I am mm-hmm. going to have to climb at some point mm-hmm. when it comes to like how I see myself and my value aside from my appearance. Mm -hmm. So I think it's all very much connected. And my relationship with makeup has changed based on that, for Mm -hmm. sure. I feel like for me, at this point in time, in my relationship with makeup, I feel very sort of 
um, just, you know, good with it. (laughs) (laughs) Overall. It's good. I mean, yeah, it's uh, when I started, like, reincorporating makeup into my world in college, I, like, experimented a lot more with, like, colors and and things that were a bit more, I guess, like, bold or poppy. And then especially when the first time I came out to California for an internship, I saw a lot of people wearing a lot more makeup um, than they did on the East Coast. And so I felt, like, pressure to do that as well and, like, dove into more makeup from that. Um, But it felt more like... uh, I was seeing other people doing these things and I realized like, oh, I could do that too. That could be fun, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, rather than necessarily feeling like I had to. Mm -hmm. And um, now my approach to makeup is a lot more natural than it was at that time. Like at that time it was, I wore like basically black lipstick sometimes or red lipstick and like had like... mm, you know, multiple colors of eyeshadow, like, in different parts of my eyelid, because I was, like, you know, doing the smoky eye john and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, like, I used to do all those things, and um, I think actually part of what impacted me going towards a more natural look was that I then went on the mission field for a year, and so my makeup was pared down a lot while I was doing that, because, I mean, I was in third world countries just like sweating my butt off and like there was no reason to wear makeup a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I came back from the mission field, I started uh, incorporating makeup again and like getting a feel for it again and had to sort of like realize that my preferences had changed. Like I was wearing much bolder makeup before I went on the mission field and then after a year of little to no makeup, I was like, oh, I actually... I don't want to, that's just not the way I want my face to look anymore. And I feel like I've struggled a little bit with like being okay with my preferences changing when it comes to appearance like that. Mm -hmm. So like I even think about um, with uh, blush, like I never wore blush until months ago, (laughs) just a couple months ago and um, never, ever wore it. It was always like, I don't get why you would wear blush. I don't get the point of it. I don't think it looks very good. Like, I... (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's shocked. I just didn't get it. And I was, like, also, like, I generally have flushed cheeks anyways, so why would I make them redder? I'm trying to down redness in general. Like, that's dumb. That That was my thought of blush pretty much my whole life. And, um... Then now, recently being like, oh, I think I'll wear a little bit of blush, it's been, um, it was like a minor sort of crisis of thought of being like, have I just like somehow been influenced to wear blush and I didn't know? And then I'm like, well, actually, it's okay for me to decide that I want to wear this now. Mm -hmm. It's okay to change my mind Mm -hmm. or to like decide to do something different because like just because I'm not wearing bright red lipstick and now I'm wearing a little bit of blush, that doesn't mean that I'm a different person, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think um, at this point in in my life, I'm now just, I'm holding, like, what my preferences are with makeup a lot looser Mm. um, and also, like, feel very um, just, like, comfortable with it and don't feel like I have to have makeup on don't feel like I have to have a certain amount of makeup on, um, but feel like 
I just am going to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it was me. I'm the one that subtly convinced you to wear blush. So. I actually think it was a specific influencer that I follow. You're welcome. She wears a lot of blush. It was me. It I was, was the one. Not you. It, it was, was definitely an influencer. Me. Also, I, actually, I wear blush sometimes and I look great in it. So yeah. it could have been me. I actually layer my blush. Well, you don't know a secret. Yeah. This is a maybe a faux pas. Maybe not. Um, I don't even own blush. I just use eyeshadow. Yeah. I, I put blush on my eyes. It's the same thing. Yeah. I put blush on my eyes. I put eyeshadow on my face. I put, like, I put eyeshadow in my lipstick eyebrows. Lipstick in her eyebrows. You can <laughs> make blush out of lipstick. Like, yeah. whatever. I just, I just was like, why would I buy blush? I already have all these eyeshadows. Absolutely. You do it. If you got colors that you like and they look good and you enjoy wearing them. Yeah. I whatever. mean, I hope like, so. There you, you go. guys tell me if I looked ugly? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I would never think that. I wouldn't. <laughs> so even if I showed up looking like a clown? Be like, well, that's Emma's self-expression today. She is showing up as herself. God. Well, I just and I will not, love her and I don't know. Her. I just don't typically look at people and go, wow, they look ugly today. So I don't know. Like, I can't really help you out there. I don't do that either. Uh, I mean, I definitely <laughs> analyze people's makeup. I cannot lie. I mm. look very closely. Well, you must be disappointed. I was going to say, what's your analysis of our makeup then? We can talk about it later. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my relationship with, now with makeup, I mean, I kind of said it earlier. I feel like it's something on my to-do list in the morning versus something that I really, truly savor now, um, which is a bit of a bummer because I really, truly had a passion and I loved makeup. Um, and I still do, um, but it's also kind of like where we live is like – not super fashion forward and not super – I mean, there is in, in ways, but it's, like, hipstery. You like, don't, like, get to go out Wear here, black really, jeans you know? and a black T-shirt with some boots kind of style. But also I'm kind of, like – I don't like to ascribe to a style. I like to thrift. I mean, I have a purple jumpsuit in my closet at this moment that I am waiting for the right moment to wear. Um, but yeah, it does feel like something, you know, to start my quote unquote professional day to get done, which is kind of sad. But I will say I admired um, someone very recently who was just like having a normal day and she was wearing blue eyeliner and she looked amazing. And I was like, wait a second, I can wear blue eyeliner. Why am I not wearing blue eyeliner? <laughs> um, but there's also a practicality side to it as well. Like I like to collect makeup in the past. That's something I've really, really loved. And I'm I'm not trying to buy a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to wear all the time and that's going to expire. So there's like that practicality side to it as well. Um, but I still do love makeup. Anytime there's like a time to dress up, like I'm like all over it or, um, but also I think there is like that level of like, you know, talking about the professional world, I do almost kind of resent when people are like, oh, you look so beautiful today. Like, I do find myself, like, cringing internally and being like, oh, because I'm pretty, I'm going to get more of your attention. You're going to pay attention more to what I have to say. Like, I I almost internally, like. Is that specifically when people say that in the workplace or is that, like, in general? Yeah. Like, there was a day really recently that I was, like, shocked. Like, but, like, five or six people complimented my makeup, which is very kind. And I was like, thank you so much. That's really nice. But I did my normal ass makeup. <laughs> like, I did nothing special. Like, they were like, oh, my gosh, you look so good. And it, it made me question, like, are you, like, 
just like looking at me for like the first time in a while because this is what I look like almost every day. I actually didn't do anything different. I was like, I got a full night's sleep. I'm hydrated. And I started using retinol. Like (laughs) that was like my response. And internally, I almost like like felt abrasive because I was like almost upset that these people were giving me so much attention as opposed to every other day. It's like, but I look this way almost every single day and like I'm pretty every single day and I'm deserving for you to listen to me every single day. And so it was an interesting moment that I'm like fleshing out. So wait, was it a workplace thing or not? Yes. Yeah. It was throughout my work day. Like five or six different people told me I looked really good and my makeup looked beautiful. And I was like very taken aback for some reason. But I still do have a love for makeup. I still think it's really fun. I still think it's a form of self-expression. Uh, if you're not, if you're just listening, you can't see, I'm wearing purple lipstick right now and it's very fun. Um, but yeah, it's like an interesting balance, right? There's the quote unquote kind of need for it in a way, but also the like rebellion of wanting to love it, to love it and not because you need it. Yeah. I will say you said practicality and that is definitely something that I think about with makeup as well Is like, okay, like, is this actually, cause there, there is. And has been a big mentality around, like, hoarding makeup and Mm -hmm. having, like, a makeup collection, especially Mm -hmm. in, like, the YouTube influencer world where they show their drawers and drawers and Mm -hmm. drawers of makeup that they have just purchased or been sent. And it's, like, an insurmountable amount of makeup. Like, nobody Mm -hmm. could use all of that makeup uh, without it expiring first. And um, that's one thing that I think about, too, is, like, which is why, like, my blush is eyeshadow because I'm, like, Mm -hmm. why would I buy another thing Mm -hmm. when I already have a thing Mm -hmm. that does the same exact thing? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also, like, practicality was part of the reason why I stopped wearing lipstick all the time because I was just, like, I'm tired of having lipstick on my water bottle. (laughs) Mm. So I just don't want to do it. I'm tired of, like, having to touch up lipstick at like and being conscious of it when I eat I have to like circle it back real quick um to the very beginning what do you wish you had heard about beauty and makeup like as a young woman what messaging do you wish you had received around the topic See, that's kind of a hard question. I think I probably would have wished that as a young girl, I had been encouraged to express my femininity as well as my masculinity. Mm Because I definitely was encouraged to express my masculinity. I think in a way, to my dad, it was his way of protecting me, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if I don't act too feminine, then I'm not going to get, like, got or whatever. Yeah. And, but on the other hand, like, it definitely took a process and still is taking a process of, like, allowing myself to be feminine. Mm. And present as feminine um, and be okay with all of the connotations that may or may not come with or whatever Mm -hmm. internal mental obstacles I've overcome. So, like, I think – but I I don't know. I don't know if that's common for anybody. But I guess for anybody that that wasn't rewarded or wasn't, like, affirmed for expressing their femininity or whatever, like, you can do that and you can experiment and you don't have to, like, stay within, like, a certain Mm – I don't know, like – way of being like you don't change even if like your expressions change Mm. so feel free to experiment there and then beyond that I don't know like I just 
I think maybe I've ignored beauty things for so long or like kind of been very minimalistic about them that so I don't I don't know I don't feel like overly saturated in the makeup world necessarily Mm -hmm. like I appreciate people who love it and I appreciate people who don't and I just put it on every day to get to work like Mm -hmm. that's that is me and makeup yeah I definitely do think that there's a lot of women that have that same like uh upbringing as you or in like just in general, feeling like they cannot express femininity because that is not as acceptable. Like, that's definitely a narrative that a lot of girls get. Um, Because, I mean, if you look just in general, success has more often looked like being more masculine Mm -hmm. and sort of tamping down the femininity. The women that you see come up and be successful you think about like the margaret thatcher's like she was like a strong arm masculine woman who even like said a lot of sexist things about women um and she was like an image of success as a woman like that's what's seen as more acceptable and if you're more of like a girly feminine girl and then you're instantly written off like Mm -hmm. a like a kardashian or or that kind of uh, thing you're mm-hmm. you're you're put onto the sidelines or written off and sure they might be like monetarily successful but they're not respected so I think that that's definitely a message a lot of girls get is that idea that like to have respect to have acceptance like to be a humble good Christian girl even like you need to tamp down the femininity so for sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess I wish that I had been encouraged and that there wasn't this weird dance of, like, you can play with makeup, but you can't wear makeup out. And I'm like, well, if I can play with it, why can't I wear it out? Like, um, And I think also, like, I wish I hadn't – yeah, kind of like you mentioned. Like, it wasn't like, oh, because you wear makeup and care about your appearance, you're ditzy. Um, Or you're not smart or unintelligent or, like, you know, the stupid dumb blonde – like, dumb blonde jokes. Like, people would, like – tell me all the time like oh Kelly you're blonde on the inside like mean things like that and it's like makeup is an interest it's an art form like it is something that helps you feel good about yourself but you don't need it it's not a requirement um but it's something that can help you feel better and the way you feel is everything in my opinion so yeah, it was it's really it's really sad that we place so much pressure and stress on this one thing, especially growing up, and that it hadn't been yeah, I just wish I hadn't been like discouraged. Mm. Um or that it's like, oh, well you're you're one of those girls. You're like the quote-unquote Kardashians, which I have mad respect for. Brilliant businesswomen. Um but yeah, also, you know, it kind of was like it was good for me, too, in a way, because I was like, you know what? I don't really care what they think. Like, maybe I might not have worn as bright of blue eyeshadow, but mm-hmm. I still wore, wore blue eyeshadow. Um, and so in a way, it's like, yeah, you might have your preferences about me, but I'm going to choose to still show up as me. 
Um, and I think that was good in a way. It was a life lesson. And not that I think bullying is acceptable, but I do think you sometimes gain some benefits from experiencing some of those harsh realities of life. Um, again, don't endorse it. Don't think it's good. But um, in the end, I felt like I came on up, came out on top for sure. Yeah. For me, I feel like I, um, I am appreciative that my parents had a very hands-off message with me wearing makeup and that Mm. they were happy for me to express myself however I wanted to, which resulted in some interesting (laughs) makeup and clothing and hair choices. (laughs) Um, But they were very uh, permissive and, like, very glad for me to express myself. Um, I think that I wish I had received some messaging from my parents or elders or someone <laughs> that like earlier on that um, like of them talking to me about where is the root of you wearing makeup coming from um, because it was so connected to insecurity for me. I, um, I, I guess I wish that uh, even though it's nice that my parents didn't like question me, I wish that they had maybe questioned a little bit. Mm. Like, well, what, what do you like? Why, how do you feel when you don't wear makeup or like, mm. what does makeup like mean for you? Or like, what is your, your, this, like, your reason for wearing it? Mm. Um, I just wish that they had maybe had that open vein of communication with me about that. Cause I didn't ever feel comfortable to express that I felt like I needed it Mm -hmm. um, because it was like embarrassing to even admit that I needed Mm -hmm. makeup, you Mm know? Um, And so I kind of wish that, I mean, in some ways that that's something that like they couldn't have known to do. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's the message that I wish I had had was it doesn't have to be um, something that's only rooted in insecurity. It, it can be purely self-expression mm-hmm. yeah. I actually even hearing you talk about like makeup and clothing and all those things in that way like I don't think that like expressing myself through clothing or makeup or whatever was ever like an option for me mm. like it was just like well number one we were very poor so like my options were limited mm-hmm. so that's just a whole separate issue but number two like my parents were permissive in some ways, but, like, mostly just not attentive to, like, what we wore. Or, I mean, aside from it being modest. As long as it was modest, it was fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I never really felt freedom to fully just express myself through clothes. and I Or, like, or makeup or anything like that. It just felt like, I don't know, I think that's, I, I never understood that. I heard people talk about it, and I heard mm-hmm. people, like... I don't know, express the desire and the need to express themselves through their clothes and their makeup. But, like, I never personally, like, experienced that Mm. ever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have a grid for that. Mm. So then is that something that you feel like now you're exploring more as an adult? Like, tell me more. Where does that leave you right now? That's a great question. Yeah, like, I think probably more and more. Mm. But... Sometimes, it, it, honestly, like, clothing for me, hair, like, all the things is, like, picking something that works and that I can wear and feel good in and then don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like, that. <laughs> that is my relationship with, like, makeup, clothing, whatever. Like, I'm not – and I do think, like, I, I have a couple, like, pieces that I love mm-hmm. and, like, do feel like me and whatever. But, like, I don't know. I've just never really, like – 
been able to like fully translate myself through the language of clothing and makeup, I mm. think, um, or appearance or hair or whatever. So yeah, it's always interesting when I hear other people talk about it because I was like, what is that like? I don't yeah. know. Mm. I don't really know. Because like with clothes, like I love like vintage. I love, I love clothes. I am a girly girl, girl's girl. Um, and like for me, like when I pick something out, particularly something that's like a statement piece, I'm like, oh, I am putting on this like piece of art and like wearing it as almost like a display. And it's like, for me, it's like a, a sense of like, pride of like look at this stunning piece that I have collected and that is now mine and I'm going to model it for you you're welcome like you're that's welcome. that's the way I tend to approach wardrobe especially when it's like oh you're wearing something a little um more out of the box or eye-catching or whatever it's more it's like a it's like a you're welcome moment mm. <laughs> um and then like I feel the same way with, like, makeup. Like, when I do it, when it's like, oh, I'm wearing, like, a stunning lipstick. It's like, you're welcome. But really, like, you're welcome to myself. <laughs> and, like, I think for me, I just circle back to, like, I forget where this quote comes from. But it's, like, this whole, like, who are you getting so dressed up for? Who are you wearing makeup for? Who are you doing your hair for? I'm, like, my own damn self. <laughs> the end. And so I think for me that's, like, what I hope to continue and pass on to if I have children and if I have daughters, um, this idea of like, do it for yourself. Do what feels good for you. Um, celebrate yourself. Model the art piece. You know, wear the highlighter. Like, God blessed you with those cheekbones. You should be showing them off um, and enjoying them. Enjoying the skin you're in because you have one skin. <laughs> and when it's gone, it's gone, you know? So it's like, why not? Well, with that being said, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today, for diving into the topic of makeup, which we I feel like we scratched the surface. I feel like it could just go deeper and deeper, but alas, we've hit our time cap. So... <laughs> Emma, thank you for being here and for sharing your thoughts. Kelly, thank you for being here and for sharing your thoughts. And just as a final reminder, woman beings, you can follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. We are on TikTok, on mm -hmm. YouTube, and almost all podcast listening platforms. platforms out there. We also <laughs> have a website. It's womanbeingcommunity.com. You can visit our beautiful faces more there and <laughs> as i'm stumbling over my words we're just gonna wrap it up and we'll catch you next week bye See you next week